we're going to teach something different than we did last week. And uh, it just seemed like to change direction. So I'm going to talk, uh, calling this tomorrow's headlines. You know, because in the, the day and age we live, you know, what we've been left to is read the newspaper. Well, do we do that anymore? Read it online and read the news or listen to the news. And they tell you what happened and they speculate on tomorrow. And, uh, but the Bible is a unique book in that it doesn't do that all the time. It doesn't just tell you the past, though it does tell you the past, but some of the Bible and chunks of it were written before it ever came to pass, and so it's been left there so you could read it. Now, some people say, oh, well, maybe they put that in there after it came to pass. Well, there's still stuff that will come to pass, and so if we saw some super clear things that came to pass or were about to, and then we watched them come to pass, you would have to come to a lot of conclusions real quick. If you're an atheist, which I truly don't believe in atheists, well, they don't believe in God, I don't believe in them. And so, um, but I've talked to numerous ones, and after you talk to them for a while, uh, they're, you know, they've just been told something, and then they're like, okay, I believe that. And a lot of them, I've come to find out, at least uh, virtually all of them I've talked to said, well, there's something out there. Something. And, uh, but if we could see that the Bible and see something that's possibly near us and parts of it have already been fulfilled and the rest I believe will be fulfilled before our eyes we would have to come to the conclusion uh, God is God his word is true and if he said in there he's coming soon he's coming soon and if all these things would come to pass and I mean detailed stuff that you couldn't make up and has been written for a couple thousand years, then you would have to say there is a heaven, there is a hell. Even if you say there isn't today. Even if you say, well, I don't believe that and I don't believe that. If you watch this stuff come to pass, and this is the only book that this is written in, and it's been there for 2,000 years, you would have to reevaluate your life or you're stupid. Um, maybe I should word that different. You're dumb. No. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, that would be... Uh, this is... Wouldn't it be stupid if a bridge was out and you were racing in a car and somebody said, look, the bridge is out, out there and you just kept going and uh, then somebody trustworthy got up and said, the bridge is out, somebody, you know, and then you just sped down the road. You would think that person's stupid. Well, then if... Somebody could see this and then watch it come to pass and then still go to hell? Whoa. Still drive off a bridge? That would be pretty tough. You know, I, I was born and raised in Southern California, and I remember after the Northridge earthquake, uh, some freeway overpasses fell. And it was on a Monday morning on a holiday, so a lot of people weren't going to work like normal. But there was a policeman going into town uh, from the valley, in, in, I believe into L.A., and he went up a ramp like he normally did, but the line of sight, because he got there right after the earthquake, the line of sight, you know, as the, because, you know, the road would go over the ramp and then drop down, and he's, you know, 30, 40 feet up. And he just was riding in on his motorcycle and just rode right off. Now, then what they did was start blocking those things off and warning people. But if he would have known, he would have never done that. Right? So if you will, turn to Ezekiel, the 38th chapter. I'm going to read something that hasn't altogether come to pass, but has already started coming to pass. I mean, before our eyes, um, chunks of it started, you know, 60, almost 70 years ago, and, and now today in our news within the last year or two, and even in the last few weeks, uh, things are in the process and working. This is a war that will happen uh, before the last seven years that are on the earth before the Lord comes back. 
And this will happen before that. To me, this is real interesting because of some of the statements. He gives names, and so you can go back and read and go, okay, this group, these people, and, and know who he's talking about. You get what I'm saying? So then if I could go, hey, in history, this means this, this place, and then all of a sudden I watch a war break out and each one of these countries are named, you, you'd be foolish. Deceived. To not make some kind of move with your own life. I don't care who you are. You with me? Uh, So I'm going to begin reading in Ezekiel 38, in the first chapter. And these are tomorrow's headlines. But some of this right here, because this was written a few thousand years ago, uh, there were certain things that were not when this was written. Israel was a country back then. Then Jesus prophesied and spoke and said, Israel will be dispersed. That happened in 70 AD. He said in Luke 21, he said right before the end of time, Israel will come back to become a nation. So that happened in the late 40s. And then it said Jerusalem would be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles. In other words, there would be some kind of occupation or something till the time the Gentiles is fulfilled. And then we know there's a big end time prophecy about that. And isn't it interesting, this current president was the first one. And all our presidents had promises. And then we moved our embassy to Jerusalem. And he said it would be like this, and then Peru did, and then other countries did, and now they're starting to recognize it. And some people say, well, I hate this president. I don't care what you like or who you hate or who you like. This is not, I mean, I may not like digital clocks, but if it says it's uh, 1045 and all the other clocks say it, I better pay attention. It's not about that person. It's about the bigger picture. And so here we're going to look and see that he talks about more than once, and this is before Israel was ever dispersed, them coming back together at the end of time. And then a war taking place. So we're going to begin reading in verse 1. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, So God spoke this to this prophet, and he foretold it, saying, Son of man, That's the prophet. Set your face against Gog and the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Notice verse 4. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out, with all your army, horses, and horsemen. We would say it like this today. With your tanks, your artillery, and all those different things. And all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers, which just means a small hand tiny shield for like close combat. Maybe today bulletproof vests. And it says, and shields, and all them handling swords. So he's named a couple of people. Then it says Persia, which if you're, and we're going to look at this real quick here or in a minute. Persia, anybody who has any, even if you got a D in history, this covers me, you would know this is Iran present day. Because they, what, what, what kind of rugs do you get? Somebody's like, I don't get rugs. I don't know what you're talking about. The kind you put in front of the shower? No, Persian rugs. But it's for, they're from Iran. Remember back when we, the Iranian, some people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't alive back then. The, the Iranian conflict, you know, where they took, uh, before Ronald Reagan, see, some people don't know who that is either. Um, when he was president, uh, they, when Jimmy Carter, the peanut guy, was in there, because he was a peanut farmer, right? So he was nuts. And um, so, or he was about them, is what I mean. 
they had taken hostages there uh, from our embassy, if you remember. And so what they did was they had paper shredders. So they took all the documents and they started shredding the documents. Anybody remember where I'm going with this? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They shred the documents. And they had paper shredders more like the old ones. Now, if you read, they, if you ever notice your paper shredder now makes little tiny squares. Back then, they made long strips. They brought the people in who made Persian, and we, they held us for 400 and something days till Ronald Reagan came in, said, if you don't do this, we're going to go bomb you. And guess what? They let him go. They believed him. And out the hostages went. And uh, so somebody strong in that office is not a bad thing. But what they did was they brought these people who made Persian rugs in and they put those back together and they found out all the people who were in hiding in the country. And so we, we're familiar with it from that, you know, Persia, Persian rugs. Now the name is Iran. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya are with them. All of them with shield and helmet. Notice their weaponry isn't quite the same as the other group. And it says Gomer and all its troops. The house of Togomar from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with you. With who? This Gog fellow, Magog person. Notice verse 7, it says, prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be on guard for them. Now, I'm going to read a couple of things here that will kind of tell you who these people are, and I've cut, condensed it and tried to remove a bunch of history, but Persia is modern-day Iran. Ethiopia uh, is not the same Ethiopia we know today. Actually, they resettled and moved. It's it's the occupied area uh, later known as Nubia. Um, today is also known as Sudan. So when people go, well, Ethiopia didn't come, but this other country did. And if you know anything about some of these countries today, uh, they're they're um, they're not the best. Libya. Libya is the one that we know today, and it's so wild. If you are any, if you pay any attention to not the news that tells you who's married in Hollywood. Because, you know, that's what they think news is today, that so-and-so got married and so-and-so got divorced, and they're all mad about this. Um, that's not news. Thank you. Uh, because right now Turkey has troops in Libya, so does Russia. A Russian plane got shot down about two weeks ago, I think it was, there. You with me? In Libya. So, well, what's that got to do? With? Well, we'll just keep reading. Egypt. Uh, and remember, Egypt was pretty good until a few years ago, until they had Arab, what they called Arab Spring, and all of a sudden the radicals are now controlling that country. Uh, it says the people uh, of the fourth nation, Gomer, were also known as Chimerians. They originally lived north of the Caucasus Mountains in the southern part of what is modern Russia or below there. In Ezekiel's time, they had settled in what is now central Turkey. So we got Iran, Ethiopia or Sudan, Libya, Egypt, and Turkey. If you know anything about Turkey, they had what there was to be some kind of takeover, and now Erdogan has become radical. He's gone into Syria. He's got ships in. They're already dealing with, with Greece right now, and they also have troops in Libya and are helping them currently. Matter of fact, the news outlets from Europe and different areas said Turkey has surrounded Israel. It's almost as if they're going to attack them. 
They got ships out off the thing. They're boycotting certain things with, from Greece. So they're right above them. They're on the other side of them. And now they're in Syria, which if anybody knows Bible prophecy, it says right at the end of time, Damascus, the capital of Syria, will be laid waste and will no longer be a city. And where are all the, the people being driven from? In Europe, hundreds of thousands, millions. Syria, particularly Damascus. It's been in a civil war. And now Russia had never been or had bases in that region because they've now in helping Syria, they have troops there. They're right on the border. So, well, what's that got to do? Well, we'll read. Turkey's in there. Iran is in there. It, it's just wild to look. And so Russia is on one side of Israel and now they're on the other helping in Libya. They've got a port there and they've got bases in Syria. Why is that important? Because of this prophecy right here. It says, uh, from Turkey, it says, Tugamar, uh, Togamar were identified by uh, Joseph of the Phrygians, antiquities, and it goes through these details, who settled in Cappadocia, which is now northern Turkey. The five nations of Ezekiel, so Iran, Ethiopia, or Sudan, Libya, Egypt, and then Turkey, will be led by a sixth figure here, as we read, against Israel. The leader will be Gog, of the land of Magog, Ezekiel 38.2, Jerome, a prominent church leader from 345 to 420 AD, declaring that Magog was located north of those Caucasus mountains near the Caspian Sea. Um, uh, Josephus uh, of the antiquities, and it goes on, and the Greek writers associated the name Magog with the uh, Scythians, or Scythians, I, you, you probably have read that name in the Bible, according to the Revised International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, the major group, and it goes on to talk about, is located uh, near the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, north of those mountains, in the southern part, and it is known as of the 20th century as Russia. So we have Russia, Turkey, Iran, uh, Ethiopia or Sudan, Libya, and Egypt that will come against Israel. And we're going to read that in a minute. But what's interesting, there was never an alliance between Iran, Turkey, and Russia until within the last two years. As a matter of fact, this year our president said... Uh, you know, they withdrew selling F-35 jets to Turkey because now they've got a deal with Russia and they're bringing their anti-aircraft missiles into their country. And it's so wild, Erdogan, the head, you can, you can go look this up, said, we are going to go up and take the Temple Mount. He said this in the last month. He said it more than once. We, Turkey, the people, we will go up and take the Temple Mount. Where is that? It's in Jerusalem. It's in Jerusalem. He said, we will go up and take it back. That belongs to us. Well, we know it doesn't. But it's the most conflicted place on the earth because it's where Jesus will set up reign. But the Antichrist will first. Anyway, so let's begin reading in verse 8. It says, you know, he names these ones, and he said, After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those uh, brought back from the sword and gathered from many people. This is a prophecy about Israel, because remember in 70 AD, they were driven out of their land by the sword. But the ones that had been driven out, he said, in the latter times, you'll be visited and you'll be gathered back. And, the, you know, to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. 
What's interesting, you can go find secular history or reports that when Israel rightfully got their land back, it was basically handed to them because it was a dumpster. It was barren. It wasn't fruitful. It was like everything else. They went in there and it started multiplying. You know, it's interesting to me that Europe says, well, we're going to boycott Israel because they're doing this and this. And they supply two-thirds, over two-thirds, almost 70-something percent of all the produce in Europe. Yeah, that, that's a good protest. Um, we're going to starve to death. No, they're just going to keep eating. They're going to talk the talk because it's actually a spirit. I said, it's a spirit. Let's keep reading. Um, it says, and after many days you will, you know, visit him. They'll be back and you'll be brought out of the nations. And now all of them will dwell safely. We see that. We see Israel dwelling safely. I know they got trouble, but they're in, they're in their land. Verse 9 says, you will ascend going back to Russia and these other players, you will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud. You and all your troops, and many people with you. Now remember, verse 8 says, it will be in the latter years. Isn't it interesting? This could not have happened a hundred years ago. Impossible. Israel was not in their land. There's prophecies that said that, that God would call his people the last place, the Jewish people, out of the, out of the north. That happened in the late 80s when the Iron Curtain fell. It, people had already been going back since the late 40s and the 50s and going back to, to Israel and to the land, but the group that couldn't come back was the ones on the sides of the north. And God had this in the Bible and said, then I'll draw them out. Well, once the Iron Curtain fell, that was one of the great exoduses that came out of the north. The Jews left Russia and those areas up there and went back. Now, it didn't mean 100% of them left, but huge chunks of them did. And so we see that this stuff couldn't even happen before 19, you know, 46, 7, you know, in that area, none of this could happen. And just the alliances that have come into play are happening before our eyes. And it said they will descend with their troops. They will come down. And it says, thus, verse 10, thus says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind. And you will make an evil plan. Isn't it interesting? Even God tells people how that wrong starts happening in people's life. They start entertaining wrong thoughts. These guys started entertaining wrong. And they're doing it right now. The Bible in this setting, and we're not going to look at it, says though that a hook was put in their jaw, it said really what these people are drawn by is all the riches. And all the spoils of that land. And it says in verse 11, you will say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. In other words, these guys can't hold us out. They can't stop us. And I will go to a peaceful people. Isn't it interesting? People... If you don't know daily, weekly, on both sides of Israel, there are people, you know, people are like, we should give Palestine the land and everything. They keep launching balloons with bombs and incendiary units on them, 50 a day and sometimes more. And then, you know, we're familiar with... Uh, Lebanon in that huge explosion, they believe that was bomb making stuff in that port to make stuff because they're basically controlled by radicals. They threaten Israel and do all this stuff. And then as soon as that explosion happens and you know, hundreds of thousands of people are displaced and that whole area is leveled, who's the one who comes and says, we'll help you? Israel. 
Israel. And so here it says they, they're a peaceful people. Now they'll fight, and rightfully so. And they dwell safely, and all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. To take, now this is why they're going to come, to take plunder and to make booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited. In other words, it was desolate, and now all of a sudden they're back. And against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock, goods, who dwell in the midst of the land. So he tells you again, listen, this group of people that is in this land of Israel, they all of a sudden were in a desolate place. They came back and they, this was a wasteland. Now it's inhabited. And these people that are gathered back from all the nations, talking about the Jewish people, it's gonna, it talks about their prosperity. That's happening. That, this cannot be fulfilled 100, 200, 500, 1,000 years ago, and it was written 2,000 years before now. No country has ever come back normally after over 100 years to their own homeland. Israel did, but it was written. It says, Sheba, Dedan, and merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? In other words, others in the region are going to say, you guys are coming to, 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 to steal from these people, to take them. And it says, have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, and to take away livestock and goods, and to make great plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say, Gog, Russia, Thus says the Lord on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then, in other words, they'll know. They're dwelling safely. They're, in, they're being enriched. It says, then you will come from your place out of the far north. Look on a map. And you... And many peoples, and he names them, with you, and all of them riding on horses, we could see tanks, armored vehicles, a great company, and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel uh, like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days. Remember, these were questions the disciples had. When will this come to pass? This is in the latter days. Why am I sharing this? Because the Lord dealt with me too. Because I thought, oh, it'd be good to go teach on honor again and just keep going down that path. I have quite a bit of notes. Because, you know, people don't know what honor is. And I think, you know, it's eye-opening when you start hearing those things that honor is making a difference and how many people or having differences between things, and how many people are indifferent about God. It shows no honor. I thought, I'll just keep going, Lord. And he dealt with me. And I know there are times he's dealt with me about some things that um, it was important because of the future. You know, I, you know, I don't always tell stories. Well, I do tell them but some stories. But don't always tell some. Uh, you know, one time I remember I was driving somewhere. I had a meeting to be to, and the Lord dealt with me. Go into that Mexican restaurant. And I said, Lord, I had Mexican food for lunch. And I just drove on down the road. And he dealt with me on the inside. I knew it. He said, go into that Mexican restaurant. I said, well, I've always wanted to, but I have a meeting to go to down at the church. And he would not relent. And he had been dealing with me to witness to this one guy, and I hadn't done it like I should. I had talked to him a couple times, but he dealt with me. You go get him and get him to come into church, and I hadn't done it. And so I went, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And I turned around and drove back and called a person and said, take over the meeting, I'm going to be a little bit late. I didn't say I'm going to dinner. And the place is jam-packed. I walk inside. I sit down. There's one table and another one in further. And my back is to the door. Nobody helps me for like 20 minutes. I'm thinking, Lord, you sent me here, and I know it was you. And in comes walking this guy and with, with his wife. 
And I saw him, but he didn't see me, and I didn't see her, and I just saw him walk by, and I thought, oh, his wife got his hair colored, her hair colored. And then when uh, they turned to sit down, um, it wasn't his wife. He's with another woman. He's cheating on her. And the Lord's not wanting me. He wanted me to get him in church before, and I didn't obey like I should have. And now the Lord had me take it up a notch. I said, oh, this is why I'm here. And the Lord dealt with me about it. And I said, okay. And so I thought, I'll do it. I don't necessarily want to, but I'm going to do it. And the waitress finally walked up. And she said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, can I help you? I said, nah. I said, I have to deal with something I'm not going to eat. I said, it's totally fine. Um, I, 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 that guy over there, way back over there, Sam, he's with, not with his wife. He's with some other lady, and he's married, and so I'm going to go confront him. You say, well, maybe it was a business meeting. Well, then he was cleaning her ear with his tongue <laughs> to, so he could speak clear or something, and, um, and she could hear. It was not right. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't a business meeting. So I went, all right, Lord, because the Lord knows stuff that's happening. Nobody gets away with Jack. I got away with... No, the Lord forgives, and the Lord is merciful. But anyway, and, and, and I'm not trying to say everybody's got to be perfect, but the Lord does have... Yeah. So she went, so she said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go confront him. And she was like. <laughs> so I went, and he was so caught up with her, I just turned my head and walked into the bathroom, you know, because I had to talk to myself in the mirror. And uh, I said, all right, put the water on the face, here we go. And I just turned, walked, and he had not seen me. And right when I got to his table, I just turned and I said, hey, and called him by name. Because I thought maybe he used a fake name. Want him to want her to know his real name. And he looked at me like, "Get out of here!" And I just said, "Hey, you know, it's good to see you." Now, what's your name? If he's not going to introduce her, she reached over. She didn't think anything. And then I said, well, it's good to see you. And he shook my hand and pushed me away like this, like you leave. And I did after I got to say hello. But the reason why I say that, I, I literally was arguing with the Lord last night about teaching this. I said, I've taught on this stuff. We need to continue on some other things. And I said, and he reminded me of that story. And I went, okay, that became very important. So this may be more important to people than we realize. Amen? So if it is tomorrow's headlines, when tomorrow? Israel, if you don't know, has attacked Iran dozens of times in the last month. They've been blowing up their nuclear stuff. They said they will not let them get a nuclear bomb because they have publicly said, We're gonna, we'll kill Israel. We'll destroy them. And so Israel has said, we will not allow you. And, and they're one of these guys. And they'll, they'll come against them for a plunder to take their stuff. Verse 15 says, Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you, Riding on horses, like I said, tanks, different things. A great company, mighty army. You will come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud to cover the land. And it just goes on to talk about how they're going to try this. It will be in the latter days or latter times. So interesting to me, if you read Bible prophecy, one sign of the end times is a great indifference to God and His things as though He's never going to come. We don't want that to slip into our lives. We've got forever. 
it will be in the latter times and he will bring them against my, or that Gog will bring them against my land so that the nations may know me. In other words, they're gonna, we're going to see, we already got the headlines, we're going to see who's going to win. It goes on how that people, it says, the nations may know me when I am hallowed or made holy in you, O Gog, before their eyes. And it goes on to talk about different things, them coming against them. Verse 22, and it says, And I will bring him to judgment with pestilence, bloodshed. I will rain down on him uh, uh, and on his troops and on the many people who are with him. So when these armies come, they're going to see it. They're going to get whooped. Flooding, rain, great hailstones, fire, brimstone. Now think about this. What you need to understand is how could you describe a bullet? How could you describe a missile? Uh, You'd have to know it based on what you see. Fiery brimstone coming down like bombs and missiles. And then it goes on to say, Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, talking about the Lord, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Notice it doesn't say all nations. Not all people are going to get this. Some are going to look and go, yeah, whatever, and they're not going to change their life. Many is not all. There will be nations right around them that won't get it. There will be people around the world that won't get it. But there will be many that will get it. And there will be those who go, I didn't believe that, or I wasn't sure about that. The clock is ticking. He said, many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord God. Doesn't say all. What a bummer to have a book like this that tells us, and not everybody is going to accept it. And there's reasons. Let's look at a couple more things before we move on. Um, the 39th chapter, the 3rd and 4th verse. This is after they come down. It says, Then I will knock the bow out of their left hand and cause the arrow to fall out of their right hand. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, talking about these armies, their, their weaponry is not going to work or be effective. Israel, if you read, is going to crush them. And anybody aligned with them will help crush them. It says, you and all your troops and the peoples who are with you. So they're going to make headway into Israel and they are going to get stopped cold. And they are going to get killed. And I will give you to the birds of prey and every sort of beasts of the field to be devoured. It's interesting, a friend of mine who's a Bible prophecy person, teacher, said several years back, a bunch of predatory birds and vultures and things like that just started flocking to Israel and have just been there. There's a name for a person who studies birds. His brother was one of them. I think he thought it was a waste of education. Not sure. Meaning, you know, those type of things. Well, when he started hearing about this, it was wild because he said, when this war happens, I'm going to give your flesh to the beast of the field. It, the, it's going to be so brutal when this happens. It says that it will take well, verse 9 says, Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel, after all they start destroying these people that come against them, out to set on, uh, they'll go about to set on fire and burn the weapons. After they're destroyed, there's going to be weapons. Remember after that little skirmish when we were uh, invaded Iraq and we just decimated all those tanks and everything, uh, you know, going in? Uh, when we went from Kuwait up, this is going to be bigger than that. And it's going to be all over there or in their land. And it says both, they're going to they're stack these weapons 
both shields, bucklers, or we would say guns and all that, bows, arrows, javelins, in other words, every type of their weapon, spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. You know, I used to be fascinated when I read this because I thought our weapons, you know, the, the U.S., our standard issue assault rifles or rifles that our military get are all made out of metal and the AK-47s are wood. Now, they have both. It says, and, and it says, they will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons. And they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillaged them, says the Lord God. Now you can go on and read how they will have sections that will not be able to be inhabited because there will be so many dead soldiers, they'll just bury them right there in certain areas. This, you can read more about this on your own. But it's interesting that there is such clarity to these end time things. I'm going to read one more verse over here in Mark. I just think these things are good. One, because the Lord would deal with us about them. But to realize some people don't know there is a clock ticking. They don't. They don't recognize there is a spiritual clock ticking, ticking and there is a natural time clock ticking. You know, I've heard this, that, that uh, you know, if, if we don't do our work, the Lord will extend the time so people can get saved. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah. Put your hand up if you heard that. Yeah, lots of people have. You know what? I was reading my Bible and it doesn't say that. Now, I wasn't going to read this. I'm going to read Mark 13, verse 8. But why don't we read verse 20? It said, Unless the Lord had shortened those days, not extended them, shortened them. Shortened them. Well, if we need to, it'll just go longer and longer. Shortened them. shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the sake of God's elect, He chose, He shortened the days. He's not going to just let it go on and on. Notice this in Mark 13, verse 8. This is all about end time stuff here. Fall of the temple, then the return of Israel to the nation, and the signs before the second coming. Notice this one, it says, For nation or people group will rise against nation or people group, and kingdom against kingdom. Now that's more nations against nations. And there will be earthquakes, or literally shakings, in various places. And there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. You know what's interesting? The word trouble there means disturbances like roiling of waters, but also it literally means of mobs. It means, and when it uses the word in the Greek, it says like a mob or a sedition, which means the inciting of people to come against authority, kingdoms, and monarchs. We're watching that right now. Where we have cities that say, get rid of the police. And some that have gotten rid of the police now are realizing they made a mistake and crime is going through the roof. Why? Because who's wanting to get rid of police? Criminals. People are going to break the law. Police mean nothing if you don't break the law. If you're driving the speed limit, have you ever been going and all of a sudden you see a policeman in your rear view mirror, what do you do? Slow down. Well, I look at the speed limit on my speedometer. I'm like, am I going too fast? But if I'm not, I'm like, he's got nothing on me. 
till I speed up. No. <laughs> Just kidding. But literally, people, why do people not want government? It would be to our own destruction. It would be to our own destruction. Thank you. Okay, now you can say amen. No, uh, but it's true. There's much more you could say, and I was going to, but for time's sake, we're going we're gonna to close up because we've gone a little long today. But I will say this. This will become the headline someday. And if you pay attention to news outlets, real ones that are talking the news, there, much of our news is not news. It's not. It's all commentary. It's slanted. The things I watch are things that are not even from this country. You know, you can find internet news about Israel and they'll just report. And what's cool, it's refreshing. They'll just say, these people attacked, these people attacked. They don't say, these guys are idiots because they did it. They just tell what happens. That's news. When you start hearing commentary about a person, how they're thinking, their attitude and all that, that's not news. That's brainwashing. That's driving a narrative. News is, it's raining. What is not news is this is happening because of global warming. I'm not trying to be mean, but that, that's commentary. That's a slant. And then, then what does that do? It starts driving people. Well, I better be careful. You know, like all the fires in California, they get their governor and they get their legislation and they're like, well, this is all because of the global warming. We really got to take care of this. No, it's not. I was born and raised in California. Years ago, they used to have controlled fires every year. They'd tell you on the news, this area is going to be burning. It's not a fire. We're going to have to hold off on the control burn. We've we got a dry year. We've got to wait till we get a little bit of rain. Then we're going to light this forest on fire. And we're going to light this area on fire. And they would train their, the forestry people to do that. Then they would clear out dead brush. And they would clear out stretches of forest. Now they're like, I sat next to a forestry guy on an airplane going to, from like Washington to Montana. And he said, we can't touch stuff anymore. Stuff that's been attacked by bark beetles, we could usually harvest that and sell it. They won't even let us touch that. He said, that'll all go up. Wonderful. And so now we've got all this stuff that's untouched, and, and they're trying to turn the country, I mean the state of California, green, and now they're not up doing anything with the infrastructure, so power wires break, start fires in the wind, and there's no fire breaks, there isn't controlled burning to control things, so when a fire does start, start, it can be stopped in a certain area. And now they're like, it's global warming. Okay, even if it was global warming, if we would have had a fire break and we'd have had controlled burning, you'd come to that burnt area. And then it would stop. But instead, we don't have that. And it's not just there. So what I'm saying is there's much commentary. Listen to what you're hearing. And know the difference between what is news and commentary. Because if you're not careful, you'll just start swallowing stuff and start hating people you shouldn't hate, disliking things you shouldn't dislike, and think, oh my goodness, this is the problem. And it's not the problem. Let me tell you this, before the whole world goes spinning off down the street like a wheel off of its axis and we end up over in Jupiter somewhere, the Lord will return. Period. And you can say, well, it's because of global warming. When I grew up, go watch, go to YouTube. You know that place? We used to have, we were going to have another ice age when I grew up. So somebody said, how old are you? Not that old. Not, not that old, but we were going to have another ice age when we were growing up. Go look. There's a thing, you know who Lem Leonard Nimoy is? 
Some of you aren't sure. Spock, the original. <laughs> he did, because he was an activist back then, and there's videos, you can go find them on YouTube, where he's walking on a bridge and it's all snowing. He said, well, if we don't change this, the, you know, the environment's out of control, we're going to have another ice age. I remember that. We're going to have an ice age. We're going to have another ice age. We're going to have another ice age. We're going to have another ice age. Somebody turned the dial too far. Now it's going to burn up. Now we're in trouble. Everything was going to freeze. No, they had maps where the North America, like the top states, that's why I was glad I was in Southern California. Because you were up north, some of you would have been dead by now. Who had migrated. Maybe that's why you did. Well, we're going to freeze. Listen, whether we do get a little colder or do get a little bit, put the word first. No, when it comes to pass, it's not because everybody used aerosol deodorant and changed the environment. Great. People are freaking out over stupid stuff because there's commentaries. Remember this year? Everybody remember this year? <laughs> How could you forget? And, uh, but it's almost like what's happened this year. Remember at the beginning of the year or a couple of months in, there were forest fires in the Amazon. Remember when that was huge? Oh, my goodness. Over a million acres have burned. Now we've got two million with multiple fires in California, but the biggest fire happened over a hundred years ago in Idaho and Montana was over three million acres. That's how the forestry department got started. So one million acres there is hardly one third of what that was for one fire. And they're freaking out like this has never happened before. No, it just pushes a commentary. Now I'm not for burning a bunch of stuff down and I'm not for all that stuff and but, but, but there's much I could say, and I better step off of my soapbox. But know this, a lot of the things that are there are commentary and they're not based on truth. There's elements of truth. Just know this, we're getting near. And pay attention to the Middle East. And recognize life. We should use this to motivate us to tell people. Amen? And be ready for the king, because Jesus is coming.